Good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Today is Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. Hallelujah. We have crossed over into a new year by the grace of God. And it is our prayer and our desire that God will lead us and guide us uh, through this year. We realize time has no place with God, but in this life we have it. Uh, and we're starting a new year and we want to start afresh. As we continue to go forth, following Jesus on his direction of going to the cross, we ask that God will be with us and give us the understanding that we need to have uh, as we walk with Jesus. If you would have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 26, uh, beginning at verse 47 through verse 56. Matthew 26, 47 through 56. Don't forget, we need a pen and a paper to record things as we go along. Amen. And the Bible reads, And while he yet spade, lo, Judas, one of the twelve came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whosoever I shall kiss, the same is he holding fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. And then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scripture be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, or you come out against a thief with swords and staff for to take me. I sat daily with you teaching in the temple and lay, and you laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. The, the title of this lesson is called The Betrayal of Jesus. It's the betrayal of Jesus. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Fathers, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, Lord God, Lord Father, for this another day. We thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit, which is our guide, our teacher, and the revelatory of your eternal bound word. For without it, for without him, dear Lord, there is no hope in us understanding what the scripture is really all about. And so, Lord, we just thank you, dear Lord God, for being here in the presence, dear Lord God, this morning. Have your way, O Lord God, we pray. Have your way. In Jesus' name, I do pray and say, amen and amen. 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 We need to talk here. As we continue to walk with Jesus through each event that will lead to his death on the cross, he has surrendered his will to do God's will. His hour has now arrived. His hour has now arrived. Amen. 
There are four points that we want to exhort on this morning. The first point is Jesus informs Judah, the portrayer of his knowledge of him. Point number two, Judah's bargains to betray Jesus. Point number three, the betrayer plan is implemented. And point number four, the cost of the betrayal. Amen. Let's look at this very quickly here, if we could. Jesus informed the betrayer of his knowledge of him. I want to read from John chapter 13, uh, verse 18 to 30, very quickly. I speak not of you all. I know of whom I have chosen, but that the scripture might be fulfilled. He that either bread with me had lifted up his heels against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it comes to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. When the disciples looked one on another, doubting on whom he spake, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be, amen, on whom he spake. He that he then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is he? who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the, the sop, Satan entered into him, then said Jesus to him, That thou what thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spade this unto him. For some of them thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He that receiveth the sop went out and went out immediately, and it was night. Now let's look at it. Let's just analyze and pull some points from that. Amen. If we could, let's just pull some points from that. Okay. There is nothing that can be done that Jesus doesn't know about. There is nothing we can do in this life, no more than what Judas did in his life, that Jesus doesn't know about. He knew it from the beginning who it was that was going to betray him, but yet Judas, the betrayer himself, did not know that. The betrayer is one who has to fulfill the prophecy of the scripture. From verse 18, Jesus was quoting from Psalms 90, 41 and 9. And I don't have time to go out and read all that. So let's get to the next point here. Jesus was asked a specific question. Who is it? He answered the question saying, he it is to whom I should give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And only the betrayer which is Judas, only he heard it and the others thought something different. Read verse 29. The scripture only gives this as Judas' reason to betray Jesus is that after the sop, Satan entered into him. 
I mean, people can have all sorts of thoughts, all sorts of understanding that they think they have of understanding why Judas was it. You know, no one is chosen, amen, to do certain things. We don't choose. What happens is we fall into a situation and then we make a choice. And then that is what God uses to fulfill to fulfill his will or prophecy. This is the only thing that happened to, to, to Judah. Judas walked with them as a disciple right from the very beginning, but he got to a place in his life and in his heart, and only Jew, Jesus knew it. Only Jesus knew it. And the Bible said that after the sop, Satan entered into him, which is Judas, he then, having received the sop, went out, and it was night. Now let's get to the next point. Judas bargained to betray Jesus. That comes from Luke 22, verse 3 to 6. The Bible says, Then entered Satan into Judas Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captain how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenant to give him money. And when he promised, and sought opportunity to portray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Let's look at the thoughts on this. Bargain means an agreement as to a sale or exchange of goods, discuss terms of the sale. Judas went away from the group to the chief priests and the captains of the elders to make a bargain or what is considered a verbal contract. A contract consists of three things. The meeting of the minds of the two parties, the rate of the contract, and the terms of the contract. So how does this fit into scripture? Verse four deals with the meetings of the two parties, which says, he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. That's what the meeting of the minds was about. That's what they were in discussion. The rate of the contract is in verse five. It says, and they were glad and covenant to give him money. According to Matthews 26 and 15, it states that the money was 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. Now, in the terms of the contract is in verse six. He promised and sought opportunity to betray him. He sought the opportunity to betray him. According to Matthew chapter 26, he was going to give them a sign of a kiss as to who Jesus was. Amen. He gave a sign as a kiss as to who Jesus was. And the scripture goes on to say, unto them in the absence of the multitude. Now, something else came to mind. The Holy Spirit brought to my attention. I want to bring that out here. It was, it was made with the presence of humanity and Satan. We talking about it was made. This contractual agreement. It was made in the presence of humanity. It was a human reason that they wanted to destroy Jesus. It wasn't nothing about him spiritually. It was about a human reason why they wanted to destroy my savior. But not only was it humanity, Satan was right behind and fueling this particular event to take place. 
but Judas bargained to portray Jesus. These people, along with Judas, had the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. They had the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. Point number three. Point number three. is the betrayer plan is implemented. The Bible says, and while he yet spake, lo Judas, one of the 12 came and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs from the chief priests and elders of the people. I'm sorry, I may forgot to make mention. We're coming from Matthew chapter 26, verse 47 through 56. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, Whosoever I shall kiss, the same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. In Luke chapter 22, verse 48, at this point, it says, And Jesus said unto Judas, Betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Betray him with a kiss. Amen. That's exactly what say, um, Judas did betray the Savior with a kiss. He betrayed him with a kiss. Now let's go and see what the thoughts are on this. The terms of the contract is now being implemented. The time to portray Jesus has stated this. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. The same is he. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Now I want to say this. He fulfilled his part of the bargain, and they fulfilled their part of the bargain. The contract at this point has been fulfilled. It has been fulfilled. He did his part. Now they're getting ready to do their part. And I want to ask the question, every kiss that you receive is not necessarily a kiss from a good motive. He didn't have the right motive in their day to kiss at that time was a sign of greetings. It was a sign of greeting. It had nothing to do with a man kissing a man. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with the time of their day. It was a, uh, a custom of greeting one another. And he used this as an opportunity to portray Jesus. That's why it says, you portray the son of man with a kiss? See, sometime in our relationship, sometimes it gets sour and, and goes into toxic and it now becomes done with things with the wrong motive. Even a kiss, as good as a kiss may be, it could be done with the wrong motive. It can be done with the wrong motive. Amen. Amen. It can be done with the wrong motive. Now let's look at the last part of it here. The last part of it is 
the cost of the betrayal. See, Judas did not consider there was going to be a repercussion because of the decision he made. He could not blame Satan, even though Satan led him out from among the group, even though Satan led him to go into um, uh, the chief priests and the elders at that moment. But he come to realize that it was he himself that had, was feeling condemned by the course of his action. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 27, verse 1 through 5, let's read this. And when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. That was the part, uh, end part of their uh, contract. They wanted Jesus to be in their hands to do what they wanted to do with him. Here's the part of that contract. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Now, that's a horrible way for anyone to die, being condemned and then take their own life. To be condemned and take their own life. We need to understand one thing here. When you portray that which is right and you go against that, there is a consequence that comes with that. There is a consequence that comes with that. You can choose your way, but God would choose your consequence. Amen. You can have your way to do anything you want, but God will be the one that chooses your consequence. He allowed Judas to do what Judas did because it was part of the prophecy. It was part of the fulfillment of God's plan. God does not want nobody to perish, but he wants every one of us to come to him in repentance. Notice what the scripture said. He didn't go to Jesus. He repented himself. He didn't go to Jesus to get repent. He didn't go to Jesus to get this condemnation removed. He repented himself. And he was not satisfied with what he did as his repentance. So let me ask you the question. What will you do to portray Jesus? You say, oh man, I would never have done that. Yes, yeah, easy for us to say that looking after the facts. And it's easy for us to say that we're not like Judas. But the reality of it is in our day and time, people are selling Jesus out for whatever their fleshly desire may, whatever their flesh may desire. They'll sell him out. Judas sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. He sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. So the question would be, and I'll let you think about it, what would you sell him out for? Not to say that you would, 
But sometimes you come down a pathway and you have to make a choice, either Judas or Barabbas. <laughs> either Jude, I mean, no, I'm sorry, either Jesus or Barabbas. Who would you choose? Who would you choose? If it comes to Jesus or forsaking him to get this promotion in an illegal way, which would you choose? I can go on and on and on and on and on with that. But when it comes to being committed to God, we have to sell out. Just like we talked last week, Jesus sold, uh, surrendered his will. He sold out in order to be able to do God's will. And that is what you and I have to do if we're going to continue in this walk before God. We have to learn to sell out. And let God's will be done in our lives. Are you a Judas? Are you still the disciples? Are you a Judas, a betrayer, or are you the disciples who stayed true? And I know the disciples did some things that the Bible said that they fled away. Amen. Even that was part of scripture, uh, part of prophecy. I'm sorry. That was part of prophecy. But this was critical here. He sold Jesus out. He took his life. No one should not be die in such a way as that. But we all have to own up. We take responsibility for the choices that we made. Fathers, in Jesus' name, we thank you, dear Lord God, for the understanding you gave us about the betrayer and how he uh, went out and made a verbal contract with evil men that wanted to destroy Jesus. And nevertheless, their father, he could not come back into the circle as though he was innocent because he found himself to be guilty, dear Lord God, before thee. Now, Lord, I pray that the listeners to this podcast will do a self-examination of themselves and come back into the fold in the way that you had them to do is to repent of their sins and to come humbly before you, dear Lord, not willing to give them all up, to surrender it to you, that your will may be done in their lives. Have your way, dear Lord God, with everyone that listens to this podcast. Have your way with them. In Jesus' name I pray and say, amen.